we really do have some great nonpartisan experts that are just willing and eager to help legislators accomplish whatever their goal is. And quite frankly, I think we do a really good job at that. Though our annual general legislative session is only 45 days long, there is a team of staff working year-round in preparation for that seven-week sprint. There are many behind-the-scenes players who are instrumental in the research and policy analysis needed to craft good legislation. The Office of Legislative Research and General Counsel is responsible for drafting and processing all bill files during the session, performing policy research, providing legal counsel, and acting as staff support for legislative committees. Joining us today to do a real deep dive into the Office of Legislative Research and General Counsel, as well as his role as a policy analyst in the office, is Adam Sweet. Adam, thanks so much for taking the time this morning. No problem. Thanks for having me. So Adam, why don't you talk a little bit about what exactly is the role of the Office of Legislative Research and General Counsel, or LRGC as we refer to it, in the lawmaking process on the Hill? What does that look like? Right. Well, I think if you had to sum it up, it's to draft legislation, right? That's kind of the currency up here. Our office itself has four divisions to facilitate that process. So of course, we have our attorneys and our policy analysts. And then we have a bill and data management and administrative support staff. And I think if you had to water it down, we're drafting legislation and providing policy analysis and staffing committees. And obviously that breaks down into other responsibilities. Now, LRGC specifically in the Utah context has a very unique charge in that they are strictly nonpartisan. They take that charge rather seriously. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that might compare to other states and even at the federal level? Yeah, you're right. We do take that seriously. Nonpartisanship in our office and the other three staff offices is very important. We look at our clients and we try to understand what their goals and objectives are and help them achieve that regardless of the politics or their background. You know, I just don't know how many other states operate this way or that way. I know that there certainly are states that do have nonpartisan offices and provide services to their legislature in that capacity. Well, of course, there's other states and the federal government that have partisan staff that provide analysis and draft bills for them. I mean, I I love that we're nonpartisan. It really allows us to gather expertise in our area without anything hanging over our head, anything like that. We're all about the subject matter and the topic, and our office breaks down into teams based on subject area. There's 13 interim committees, as you know, and that's kind of how we've organized our office amongst teams. And in those areas, it provides analysts and attorneys and support staff to really hone in in that area and over the years gain legal and policy expertise and knowledge and and be prepared to provide products and services and legal advice and bills in that area that the legislators request. There's a a lot of resources out there for us as nonpartisan staff. NCSL is obviously a big one to learn how other states might be addressing a certain topic. And also, you get to know your departments really well. And those departments have individual associations that they're part of nationwide that as you work with and get to know those departments, they can reach out and really get into the weeds to find out what their sister departments and other states are doing and how they're implementing a certain policy and stuff like that. So it just really opens doors, I think, with the nonpartisanship and together expertise. Hmm. Now, as a nonpartisan office, your staff provides support for the entire legislature, not just a specific caucus. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Yep, That's right. And so if you have legislators that come to you from both sides of the political aisle and ask you to draft bills, you're not the ones that are necessarily pushing a specific policy solution, but rather you take your marching orders from the individual legislator and then try and craft a bill or, or a policy that fits their desires. Is that correct? 
Absolutely. So we'll have legislators that will call us to solve a certain problem and they'll be on one side of the aisle and they'll want to solve it a specific way. And then a legislator will call us from the other side of the aisle and want to address the same problem in a different way. And regardless of where they're coming from or their overall objective, we treat them all the same, right? So our goal is to, from the outset, understand what their goal and objective is. And in talking with them, really try to find out what that overall goal is that they want to achieve. And then depending on how complicated it is, we have an understanding of this area that they're asking us about. We have some expertise already. We might ask permission to speak to the department that affects or stakeholders that it affects just so we can understand how the current processes are being implemented and these potential changes, what they could all impact. Because we have an understanding of Utah code and maybe what other states do, but it's also helpful to talk to agencies and other stakeholders to really understand from a practical standpoint on the ground, how things are implemented, how it can be affected. And then depending on how big of the problem that it is, we'll come back to the legislator and say, based on your objective and your goal to do this, here are four ways that you could do that. And that might be the most heavy press with your thumb to the lightest touch, right? And so it just gives options for the legislator on how forceful do I want to be on this. And then once they select which one most interests them that they think is going to accomplish their goal, then we kind of hone in on that and really lay out what that is going to look like and the, the specifics and I think everyone kind of goes through their own process like that, each analyst or attorney, to understand the best way to draft the bill and understand the legislator's policy direction they want to go. So you talked about specific subject areas that the office is broken up into to each tackle a specific area of policy within the legislature. Do you have any specific ones that you are currently assigned to that you really enjoy? Yeah, so this is my eighth session. And my first two years, I was in public utilities, energy, and technology, so PUET. And for the last six years, I've been on business and labor. So there are 13 interim committees, and that's kind of how the office organizes teams. You've got one to two policy analysts on each team and one to three, maybe four attorneys on each of those teams and an administrative assistant. And so the teams are are well staffed. And I really enjoy this area because uh, my background is the Department of Commerce. And so I'm just familiar with regulations and the securities division and and those other divisions within commerce. It's something that just genuinely interests me. I think it's well organized. I think it's structured well to serve the legislators needs because staff can really, you know, stay in their area for several years or move around to different areas as they can and as they'd like to, to gain expertise and kind of become subject matter experts. We've got some really great attorneys and policy analysts over there that are recognized by other states and staff organizations as just having some incredible expertise. I think our state, just from the little I do know about other states, is very well structured in terms of just how we are organized to serve the legislators. And I'm just incredibly lucky. I think I just have some great analysts and great attorneys that I've learned a lot from. So So you work in the business and labor subject area. During the 2023 general session, what sorts of policies did you see come before your group to work on that legislators have asked you? Obviously, there's some confidentiality agreements between you and different legislators on what you can and can't share. But what sorts of things did yeah. uh, came across your desk? Business labor is a very broad area. We have five departments. I think a lot of teams might have you know one to three. And the departments really don't have anything to do with each other. You've got the Department of Alcoholic Services the Labor Commission, the Insurance Department, the Department of Financial Institutions, and then the Department of Commerce, which itself has 
six really massive divisions, real estate, securities, corporations, consumer protection, and occupational licensing. And that's another one we see a lot of, right? Occupational licensing and those types of bills. And so those are the ones that are have come out that are off, off the top of my head. So you'll do everything from big financial institution investment firms all the way down to the licensure of braiding hair in somebody's kitchen, correct? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yep. Our area kind of sees a diverse subject bills that come in that have to do with banks and credit unions to insurance vehicles and investment vehicles and securities and consumer protection and and so on and so forth. So I like it. It's really fascinating. And yeah. So what does your day-to-day look like both during the legislative session and throughout the remainder of the year? Obviously, things take a much different pace after day 45, but what does that look like for your entire workload? Yeah, it really is two different jobs. You know, after the session ends, we are turning our heads towards interim, working with our chairs and legislators to identify what our interim committee would like to study and creating that list. And then once interim gets going, we're preparing those meetings with the different interim topics and we'll do presentations, we'll do research, we'll publish that on our the committee's web pages, and we'll have lots of legislative requests or inquiries for information in our subject area along the way. And then bill files also start opening up. And so we're kind of covering a lot of different things during interim. It is a busy time still, definitely not as busy as session. There's also projects that we'll work on within the office. You know, over the years, I've got to work on just kind of legislative projects that have creeped up. So like the homelessness project on Rio Grande and elsewhere. We did an occupational licensing consortium with seven other states for a couple of years and then redistricting, right? So you, you throw all these things along the way and it stays pretty busy. Session itself, right, is from dusk to dawn, you're kind of putting out fires all along the way while you're drafting bills and meeting with legislators and stakeholders. And, and the other big function that analysts do is staff committees, right? So we attend those, we set those up, we publish the agendas while working with our chairs and just try to help them stay within the parameters of their own rules. Now, your office is not one of the most public-facing entities up here on the Hill. Obviously, when the general public thinks about the legislature, the first thing that comes to their mind is the actual senators and the representatives that are up here passing those bills. But is there anything that you would like to communicate to members of the public or elsewhere throughout the state about your office and really just the entire legislative process? You know, I, I've worked in government, right? I've worked briefly for the federal government and then in the executive branch. And I guess I would say that the legislative branch is well-served. And what I mean by that is we really do have some great nonpartisan experts that are just willing and eager to help legislators accomplish whatever their goal is. And quite frankly, I think we do a really good job at that and are really effective and efficient in how we do that. And we're very forward thinking, always challenging ourselves to come up with new ways to serve legislators or to reevaluate how we do things to make it more efficient. I don't know. I just I love working here. I mean, for me personally, I enjoy it because it's just fun being in the middle, not in the middle, middle, but just like observing, right? And <laughs> and facilitating and helping and being able to provide a meaningful service to facilitate that and watch how things unfold and how policy gets created and decided and then implemented and changed over the years. It really is a, a process that works and it works well. And I think Offices like LRJC and the auditor's office and fiscal analysts and legislative services. I mean, I think we just all have our own expertise that come together and and really help legislators do what they want to do and facilitate their goals and objectives. And I mean, I'm part of it, but even I'm amazed at what we're able to do for them. So 
Well, we appreciate all that you do do for the legislators and for the state of Utah as a whole. We know that the services that LRGC helps provide really is crucial to the entire lawmaking process. We really can't do it without that expertise and that analysis. You guys are the grease that keeps the entire machine running, so we really appreciate all that you do. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Yep.